We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. Kittle is going to go. Touchdown. Yo, what up, my people? KJ Podcast striking gold now. Thanks to those of you who have been around a long time. 49ers are 6-0. and They win 9-0 over the Washington Redskins. Absolute slop fest. FedEx field, you should be disgusted with yourself. That field is not playable for an NFL game. That felt like worse than the Oakland A's Coliseum or worse than where the Raiders are playing right now. FedEx field needs to be destroyed. And like the 49ers are having amazing stats coming out of this game. Stats don't even freaking matter. No one could get their footing on that field. So be thankful the 49ers are coming out of this with a win. No serious injuries besides Matt Breida. We'll see if that was a concussion or not. Um, other than that, you're feeling pretty damn good about the 49ers. We're going to get into Jimmy G, Quan Alexander, why Kyle gave Mike Shanahan the game ball afterwards. Nick Bosa, slip and slide. This football team is having fun. That's the common theme of everything. And we're going to get into like why having fun actually matters as we always do. Striking gold, shout out Rob Lauder, shout out Eric Crocker, shout out to Blue Wire, the podcasting network. I started about a year ago and we are up to almost 70 podcasts. Shout out to Bronx Pinstripes, our Yankees pod for just putting out so much content. We're all linking together. Guess what? Our content's becoming more valuable uh, so check out bluewirepods.com, see our full lineup. Yeah, I I want to get into a bunch of different things. 
Also want to shout out Axios, our sponsor, sports.axios.com. It's worth it. Sign up for this newsletter. You kind of know what's going on in the morning about sports. I'm reading newsletters for tech and investing. And you know what? Twitter's so crowded. I actually like their little take. So Blue Wire, Axios, my co-host. Now let's get into 49ers football. Yeah, yesterday, 9-0, 49ers win. They're now 6-0, only undefeated team in the NFC. I'm over the the hype and the shock of this team being this good. I'm expecting to win every Sunday. I I just went into that game knowing the 49ers would be able to push over the Redskins when it mattered most. First half was absolutely awful. It was almost hard to pay attention to the game because there was no movement of the football. The Redskins came out and ran it eight times in a row. That was, you know... If there was one thing to be mad about the defense, they had a shutout for the first time since 2012, so you can't really be mad. But, you know, they, the Redskins ran the football a little bit. Again, footing was just so off that this is really a one-off game. However, to me, the big point to make is Jimmy G, when the rain was pouring, when his team needed him the most, he made a couple big plays in the second half, right to start the second half with Kendrick Bourne, another big throw to him down near the red zone couple big third down throws to George Kittle I marked down I mean, this guy just moves the sticks it's really nothing sexy it's really like Tom Brady we celebrate Tom Brady now because he wins so much but if you just go back and watch some of his highlights it's really just methodical it's 10 yards here it's 23 yards there it's getting the ball to my receiver and letting Richie James go 40 yards after the catch it was impressive to me Jimmy G you know I'm not ranking this as one of his best wins ever but he doesn't do that, and this is Nick Mullins last year or C.J. Beathard. It's obviously, you know, a loss. And to me, he was the difference maker on offense that propelled the 49ers to get into field goal range. They sputtered out. Kyle got a little cute with George Kittle on the goal line. But, hey, man, what the hell? Absolutely love it. The defense shows up yet again. Eric Armstead had a huge sack on third down. How about Quan Alexander? We really haven't devoted too much time on this podcast to this guy. Number 56 on the football field is everywhere. Key drive for the Redskins. They're finally picking up momentum. They're across midfield. Quan Alexander comes in on a third down play to Adrian Peterson. Knocks the football loose. My boy Julian Taylor, how about his breakout game? Scoops up the fumble. He also had a stop on fourth and one. I haven't even brought up Nick Bosa. What did he finish with, like seven tackles? Three or four of them for a loss early on in the run game. Rookie of the year. We don't even need to start saying it, but I mean, in years upcoming, could he be a defensive player of the year? Does this look almost like J.J. Watt on the field? That's the kind of comparison that I'm thinking right now for Nick Bosa. He's been that effing dominant. He's really wrecking the effing game. Some of these stats are crazy, and again, I I preface this as stats last game. It's the Redskins, and the Browns are sputtering, and the Rams. But, I mean, it's whatever. I mean, 59 pass yards the last three games, that's what these teams are averaging. It's the secondary, too. Richard Sherman got beat once in the rain. The Redskins are so bad. (laughs) You can't really hype yourself up if you're you're the 49ers. You're just happy to win this game. Um yeah, man, I'm pumped. I'm rolling right now. Monday morning, another victory Monday, 6-0. and um, Yeah, Kyle. First of all, Robert Sala not even wearing a hat, getting just soaked for five hours outside. 
What a freaking badass. I guess they told him not to celebrate as much this week because he might slip and fall. <laughs> not as many camera shots to him. Kyle just looking like a badass. Oh, man, he's made this team fun. This is a point to really make out about Kyle. And after the game, he gave his dad the team ball. I haven't seen if the 49ers put the speech up yet on the Twitter feed. I love when NFL teams do that. Give us 30 seconds of Kyle in the locker room. Give us any glimpse that we can see. I think it's important to note about Mike Shanahan and Kyle grew up around the facility all the time. Remember Mike Shanahan, you know, his reputation ended very poorly in Washington. We'll get there. But starting in 1996, these were the records that he was as a head coach in Denver. 13 and 3, 12 and 4, 14 and 2. He had a 6 and 10, 11 and 5, 8 and 8, 9 and 7, 10 and 6, 10 and 6, 13 and 3. Kyle is used to being around winning football. And I think once he gets this rolling, similar to how his dad got it rolling in Denver, this is the 49ers. And he gave his dad this, the football for the win over the Redskins because Dan Snyder hurt Mike Shanahan's reputation enough that he couldn't get another opportunity. He did want to coach. He does want to be a Hall of Fame coach. And I think one day, I don't think Mike Shanahan's going to be in the Hall of Fame anytime soon, but you know, in the 2020s, 2030s, as we appreciate what he did with the run game, he could be one of those later inductees. And that's why Kyle and Mike hate Dan Snyder so much because they felt like he robbed their dad of making the Hall of Fame. They could have, it was never going to work there because of the personalities. But I think if somehow if Dan Snyder was not in control, he left, like they brought in some other football operations in between the two, which could have happened in a good organization. All right, the owner and the head coach disagree. This is still a really good head coach. They won the division two years ago. Let's bring in Bill Parcells somewhere. I mean, it would have to be not that big of a name as then there's too many egos. Point being, the bad blood will never go away here because Kyle and Mike know they could have taken the Redskins to the Super Bowl. They could have got the organization right. They, they are some of the best offensive minds the NFL have, has ever seen. Now, granted, we didn't see it yesterday with Kyle and because of the rain. But the point is... This win over Washington means more to them because of the opportunity taken away from Mike. And it's bullshit, really. And the 49ers almost hired Mike. And he was a little bit at blame. I think that he knows that. And he came in there really guns blazing with Donovan McNabb, who they didn't want. I mean, so a lot of circumstances happened there in Washington. And it's always going to remain a storyline. And look at that field. We're, we're just lucky no one got hurt. All right, so that was my point on Mike Shanahan. Look at what he did from 96 to like 05. Eight of his 20 years coaching the NFL were 10 and six or better. Kyle's going to get rolling like this. He's used to being around this a building like this. He knows what the energy feels like. Because that leads right into my next point. This team is having fun. The Nick Bosa slip and slide at the end of the game. George Kittle pretending to be a reporter and photobombing Jimmy G on the Fox post-game interview. Julian Taylor just like running around the field like everyone is literally having fun and they're forgetting about, you know, any drama that could happen. And Richard Sherman's channeling them, I bet, behind the scenes. Richard Sherman looks really smart for coming here. He trusted Kyle. He trusted Jimmy G. And look at the draft picks that they made. Nick Bosa. We're going to get to Dante Pettis, but um, they made enough, you know, in the free agent signings of Quan Alexander. I did not think the defense, no one in the world thought the defense was going to be this good. 
they're going to get really tested. There's now a three-game stretch in December where it's Packers, Ravens, Saints. Those are probably three of the top five teams in the league right now, with 49ers also being one of them. Buckle up because this schedule is going to get crazy, but the 49ers are going to be potentially 9-1, 10-0, 8-2 heading into some of these matchups. I think Carolina is now their, their biggest test of the season. The schedule was very favorable, favorable to them, and guess what? They stacked up and won every game. And the stats show that this isn't a fluke. They're going out and winning play by play. This football team's having fun. Um, Yeah, striking gold. Monday morning recap. Seahawks lost their 5-2. Packers crushed the Raiders. Eagles don't look like they're going to be good. But they they have late season resurgence. I can't count them out at 3-4. Them and Dallas are going to be up and down all year. That's how the NFC East is. NFC, you want to win your division. Wild card is going to be really tough. You're going to have the Vikings in there at five and two, Seahawks five and two, Rams are four and three. You can't totally call them out yet. And then Panthers right now coming out the bye four and two. I'm ready to say the Bears at three and three unless they start Chase Daniel and things really switch. Not too scared of them. They they just don't pose a threat offensively. Cardinals are 3 and 3. NFC West is clearly the best division in football. 49ers have some hard work actually ahead of them. Cardinals have won 3 straight. We've been talking about this as a pencil in win. So next 2 weeks have become tougher than originally anticipated, but you know, 49ers coming off a win here against the Redskins. All right, let's real quick hear from Axios Indochino Suits. Let's get you guys some deals. Let's get you guys some cool sports stuff in front of your inbox every day. Striking gold coming right back. You know what? I feel so much better when I put on a suit. I feel confident. There's one problem. Guys keep buying generic off-the-rack suits. That's why Blue Wire is pumped to partner with Indochino for an amazing new deal on a suit. Indochino is the world's leading made-to-measure menswear company. They make suits and shirts to your exact measurements. It fits. It's comfortable. It's not none of the stuff that you buy from the mall and you're like, this doesn't even fit me. I don't look cool. You're getting married? They have tons of options for wedding parties. Um, it's so easy to get started. You can visit a stylist at Indochino's showrooms, Indochino.com. And so this week, Striking Gold listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $369. Indochino.com. Enter code blue wire at checkout shipping is free on this deal indochino.com promo code blue wire any premium suit 369 dollars free shipping that's an amazing deal that's an amazing deal i'm getting my suit today this is a premium made to measure suit once you go custom you never go back so that's indochino.com promo code blue wire get your suit today Okay, guys, we actually have an amazing partner this week, sports.axios.com. This is one of the best sports free daily newsletters. And stop reading 20 different articles. You know, following a team in 2019, it's time consuming. You can't keep up with the whole national picture. You don't want to scroll through every app, scroll through Twitter. That's why Axios Sports was honestly created. It's a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox every morning. 
When you sign up for free at sports.axios.com, you get NBA, you get NFL, you get stuff about sports media, like really cool stuff you'd be interested in. Um, It's going to highlight the most important stats, trends, giving you the ability to stay informed. Sports.axios.com. It's free. 100,000 sports fans have already signed up. Axios has a partnership with HBO. They're very legit. They're doing business right now with Blue Wire. We like these guys a lot. We're reading their newsletter and we're encouraging you to do the same. Sports.axios.com. Sign up today. All right, guys, welcome back. Striking Gold Podcast, recapping 49ers week seven victory over the Washington Redskins. Nine, nothing. Ugly football. Still some cool moments came out of it. This team is building camaraderie. The tight ends flew across the country in Hawaiian shirts. This football team's having fun. They're winning games. They're more physical than everyone else. Their quarterback's making better plays. Their secondary has not been a problem. Pinch me. Should I wake up? Because everything is going right this season. It feels like one of those years, 12 and 4, 13 and 3 in the cards, first round by in the cards. So yeah, if you're a 49ers fan, guess what? You want to win the division. You don't want to be a wild card team in on the road having three straight road games to get to the Super Bowl. You don't want this team obviously to spud out. But at this point, you know, I'd be happy with them making the playoffs, but you really need to raise your level of expectations here. This football team's better than most of the teams they're playing. They're better at execution. They're better at coaching. It's happening every week. This isn't a fluke. Carolina's their first big test. All right. I think this is the big thing to talk about next is Dante Pettis. It's the elephant in the room. He has something like 83 yards receiving the whole year. He played well against the Rams. He had a couple nice plays. And like, are we really going to judge him? He's getting on Twitter now, quote, tweeting that at least he had a couple really nice downfield blocks. He's feeling the heat and the criticism. I just don't think this football team can rely on him if they want to make a run in the playoffs. Listen, Kyle's going to make plays with Richie James. He's going to find anyone open. He, he can make do, but why put him in that situation? Why not take a look at what Emmanuel Sanders cost? Kyle gets along with Vic Fangio and... The regime up there in Denver, so does John Lynch. I'm not willing to part with anything. It's got to be a third rounder or like multiple mid-round picks. I don't want to give up high assets. A.J. Green's been injured. They're going to want a second-round pick minimum for him. And honestly, I think this offense could be fine with a Devontae Parker or Mohamed Sanu. They just they need someone else. They, they need some juice to this receiving core. I'm sure next week, because we said this, Dante Pettis is going to have 110 yards, two touchdowns. But I just don't think he can do that every week. I think there's going to be random spurts of dominance from him. He really had a better connection with Nick Mullins, as weird as that is. And sometimes that happens in the NFL. And he's young, and he's fighting through it, and he's been in the doghouse. And I don't know if Kyle's handled this totally correctly by putting him in the doghouse. It seems like he's in his own head right now. If you're on Twitter quote tweeting, you know, you know, upset after the game, just come on. Don't even draw attention to that. And Dante's got to know that. But, you know, people can be themselves too. I don't want to be such a dick. <laughs> Point being, I mean, just Debo and Dante. Listen, George Kittle is the chain mover for this team and he will continue to be, but he will not be enough to win the Super Bowl this year, I don't think. I mean, you're going to have – if you're going to make a run at this thing and get to Miami and be dancing potentially, 
which why the hell not at this point? I think it's worth like giving up a third round pick that you think on offense is going to help get you to an NFC championship game. What if on the other side of the bracket, there's a wild card and 49ers win their first round game after the bye? There could be a home NFC championship game at Levi Stadium. Kind of unbelievable the turnaround this team has made. It's, it's absolutely crazy. So yeah, if I'm John Lynch, Kyle's obviously going to be involved in these discussions. I'm sure he's pulling up tape from this season on these guys to see where they would fit. Mohamed Sanu makes a lot of sense. He's been with Kyle before. So Jason Lockenfora is reporting Devontae Parker. So I don't think that's going to happen then. JLC gets really floated the rumors. That means Devontae Parker wants out and they're trying to connect the dots here. But, you know, that's a fifth round pick instead of giving up a third for Emmanuel Sanders. Like, I don't think, listen, of, of course he wants superstars, but you got to think about assets here and you got to think the 49ers are getting some of their mid-round picks correct. And that that helps more than trading sometimes. So, you know, it's a tough decision here. Those are the four names I have circled. I'm sure there's more on the market. And I think at this point, the 49ers don't have a choice. They've seen enough of their offense to know that what they currently have one day could be a really fine stable, but they need that veteran. They need someone who's going to get seven for 80 and a touchdown every other week. And that could win all the time. They don't have that right now. It's not consistent enough. The players are too young. They haven't been developed enough. Nick Mullins did his best last year, but the first half of the season was C.J. Beathard. Um, listen, Nick Mullins could be in demand. There's some quarterbacks going down. Uh, yeah, so I think Dante Pettis is a problem. I think Robbie Gold is officially a problem. And again, we're not judging everyone on Washington. This is stemming from other occasions when you know players aren't living up to their potential. The whole hold out this off season and I think Schefter was like the first to tweet about it and it was like something nasty for Robbie Gold's camp and it just it didn't feel right and so the 49ers gave him the money he came back here he wanted to be a bear I remember saying in January this is going to be a situation like I, I don't recall players talking about wanting to be on another team or another city so badly like this and now he's back and I'm not sure if his family's back with him but it's got to suck to not be kicking good right now the velocity on the football from his leg, it looks like he, he I don't, it, washed up is not the correct word, but it looks like the ball is not flying off his leg like it, it once did. And it's crazy because this does happen to kickers. You know, sometimes you see just a little bit of a drop off. It looks like enough of a drop off where 49ers might work some kickers off site and keep this very quiet and go to San Jose State. Not even saying Kyle or anyone recognizable over there. Not even wear their 49ers gear. You, I mean, you're talking about someone fragile here with the team and the relationship, and Robbie Gold might be able to find his mojo, but I think they have to have a kicker on lock that they like, that they worked out, that they filmed, that the special teams coordinator, Richard Hightower, can look at and be like, that. yep, we, they might have to pull a plug later in the year. And crazy things like that happen during a Super Bowl season where a key player, important guy, is no longer part of the picture. And, you know, the team is moving forward. He, 
to his credit, Robbie Gold made all the kicks within 30 yards. I mean, it's not like he botched something so terrible. He missed a 45-yarder in the rain. I think he's missed seven kicks on the year. One of those was a 55-yarder, so you can't judge all of them, but he doesn't look like the same kicker, and that's worth pointing out. Jimmy G, now 14-2 and as a starting quarterback in the NFL, highest winning percentage of all time. Doesn't look the prettiest. He's not Patrick Mahomes. It's not Kurt Warner. It is winning football. It is slithering around in the pocket, finding the right receiver, processing, throwing from weird arm slots. All the stuff that he showed December of 2017, it's playing out now. His stats don't need to be as good because this team runs the football so damn well. There's literally people, I think this guy, Dov Kleiman, is pointing out that he's not throwing touchdown passes. He did have one bad interception on fourth down against the Redskins, overthrew Pettis. You're going to get one of those a game. John Elway threw interceptions all the time in Denver. He wasn't the best at protecting the football. This isn't Brett Favre you're dealing with or Tony Romo, some turnover machine. Jimmy Garoppolo has to get better at protecting the football. He's also 14-2 and as a starter in the NFL. There's a game plan. He normally executes it. The offense is never like, what the hell happened? At the end of the game, you're like, yeah, the offense made enough plays and they won the game. <laughs> I mean, it's not rocket science here. Don't look at the numbers as much as you look at the film, man. Come on. Come on, Dov. We may work with you one day, Dov, but I had to call you out there. 49ers fans on your case. And, you know, what was the other guy? Adam Rank or something predicted this team was going to go 3-13. and you're going to have some detractors every year uh, moving around in my studio. What are we in? Knob Hill area, San Francisco, California. Shout out to Jason at PFM in the city. I know he's listening. Shout out to Angelica. I'd like to give a couple shout outs every show. So, <laughs> ah, why did I say show? This is a podcast. Always call it the Striking Gold Podcast. Podcast has got to be in everyone's vocabulary. There's still people who don't know about podcasting. Yeah, I'm a podcast freak. All right. So recapping everything, the defense, Julian Taylor is now making plays. Quan Alexander forcing fumbles. It's every week the defense makes big plays. It's third down sacks. It's Nick Bosa. It's the whole nine. I don't see it slowing down. I don't see them losing Robert Sala after the season either. There could be a desperate team that really pulls the trigger and rolls the dice on him. I still think he needs more time as a defensive coordinator. He needs more than one year of success of calling plays. Bottom line, without Nick Bosa, what is this team's record? Is he the most valuable player on the team as a rookie? You could make that argument. He's changing everything up front. Like, I'm pissed to Forrest Buckner. He used to make every play, but now Nick Bosa is just the first one there every time. <laughs> yesterday was astounding especially early on in the run game I mean dude is just everywhere on the edge and he's reminding me of JJ Watt the ability to wreck the game and I'm like watching him every play the hand combat that he does it's almost like he's like it's like martial arts or something he's really perfected power and turning that into speed it's really cool to see um, we hyped this guy up all offseason. We've been hyping up other people. He's living up to the hype. The defense is living up to the hype. Kyle, shout out to him. 
for giving Mike Shanahan the, the game ball. So I think if Kyle wins his first Super Bowl by himself, I do think you'll see Mike potentially take a role within the organization. I think Kyle's got to prove to himself, to everyone out there in the world, that he can do this without his dad. But then I do think he's going to get his dad involved because if Kyle rips off a, a string of Super Bowls, you, know, you couldn't one day... And Mike's still involved in this. Could you have a father-son duo inducted into the Hall of Fame for the first time ever? If they went on this run together and he was involved. So, you know, Mike could be involved in this organization. They got did dirty by Dan Snyder. He deserved the game ball. He's definitely given Kyle some, you know, techniques and tips along the last couple of years here. I mean, Kyle's brilliant, but he does have a really good team of minds around him including his dad um yeah man i mean i'm i'm ready to eat shit on eric armstead dude might make the pro bowl this could be the announcement in you know december where the the 49ers have like six pro bowlers it's gonna be kittle it's gonna be nick bosa probably buckner possibly armstead d ford had another sack it was totally untouched morgan moses fell asleep but I think there's a chance that three of the 49ers D linemen make the Pro Bowl. Quan Alexander might make the Pro Bowl. Richard Sherman, if they continue this up and no one can throw on them, is going to make the Pro Bowl. And there's incentives in his <clears throat> contract for that as well. You could have you know three to five Pro Bowlers on this defense. Probably only Kittle. Jimmy G doesn't put up the stats. McGlinchey and Staley have been out, so they're probably not going to make it, but... You know, hot damn, 12 and four, six pro bowlers on this team. Realistic conversation in October. We're almost to Halloween. Next week's the Halloween game. It's what, the 27th. <laughs> Let's go, man. This is fun watching this football team, even though yesterday was boring. It's like, hey, they won. They won at the end. What the hell? This is awesome. What is this shit? Um, yeah, Striking Gold, listen, I'm cranking up the content as much as I can on my end and also growing Blue Wire. I, you know, running a business is a lot more challenging than I initially anticipated in a good way. I've never been challenged like this before. I kind of, I love writing. I miss it. I miss creating, you know, spending half an hour on a tweet and really permeating 49ers Twitter. But I'm, I'm focusing on growing Blue Wire, finding other voices like myself who left KMBR or who you know, rose the ranks and build their own following by themselves and putting these unique content creators all on one team. Sports is changing. Media is changing. Blue Wire is going to be a part of the change. Pris <laughs> Edit that out, whoever's editing this. I appreciate you guys for listening. Um, yeah, man. And sports.axios.com. If you're listening to the very end, our hardcore people... We need you to check out our sponsors, man, sports.axios.com. Sign up for the newsletter. If you don't like it in a few days, unsubscribe. I like it. I like reading it every morning. I like getting my news in my inbox now. All right, Striking Gold, you're going to hear from Rob and Croc Thursday morning or Wednesday. They like to switch it up sometimes, so be on the lookout. Carolina Panthers coming to town. This should be a good game. Last time the Panthers were here, they lost the Super Bowl. No, no, it was week one, Kyle's first ever game. <laughs> all right, all right, I, I got to get running. Let's get moving on a Monday, 49ers fans. If you're at the gym, tweet me. You're the best if you're listening to this at the gym. BlueWirePods.com. Peace. <laughs>